and recording. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am your host, co-host Dwight at 517-2214, the vet of the group. Joined again with my co-host, the brains of the operation, the breakfast food slanderer, Other. young SJ at SJ Basketball League. SJ, how are you feeling this fine Sunday afternoon? I am feeling great. Um, I am feeling extra better because I did not have that nasty-ass breakfast <laughs> that you all consume. Um, so oh, I'm my gosh. Feeling, I am feeling great. <laughs> uh, you, you, can't, you can't slander breakfast. Breakfast is great. And here's the thing. This is, this is, this is where I'm a little different than you. I've had authentic Jamaican breakfast cooked, not on no tourist shit, but like uh, when I was on vacation, a friend of a friend, they invited us into their home and it was good. So I'm not, it was good. So I can understand why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. But American breakfast is good, fam. You got to cut the crap. You got to cut the crap. Overrated. It's very overrated. <sighs> Here we go. Here we go. But y'all didn't come here for our uh, outlandish breakfast opinions. Y'all came here for basketball, and this is what we're going to do. So last episode was, what, four days ago? Mavs only played two games. Not a whole, whole lot has transpired in the NBA. So we figured we're going to go ahead and get this out the way now, uh, which and this is ironic because I'm like one of the biggest complainers of this discussion taking place on the timeline. Uh, honestly, because I just think it's people mad biased and people just going to root for their guy, right? But we're going to get into the the NBA awards. Uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year. have a pretty good idea. I'm going to argue with SJ on Rookie of the Year. And uh, we'll just do that and then we'll touch on, you know, a couple games that we saw from our Mavs and we got Utah tonight. So, I'll jump into it. I'll go first. Uh, We'll start with rookie of the year. And yeah, let's 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 get with the shiz right away. So my top three rookie of the year. I think there were a lot of good candidates. Uh, Just talking of the rookies that I have personally watched for, you know, I've I've had a decent sample of their games. I like Josh Giddy. Um, I think he was really, really good. I think this rookie class is going to be looked at a couple years down the road as one of the, I don't know about all-time classes, but I'm like, damn, it was six, seven, maybe eight dudes that are in the all-star game, all from this class. So like I said, we got Josh Giddy, We got Franz Wagner. We got Evan Mobley. We got Jalen Green started off slow. His, his lightweight been cooking, looking like a productive NBA player up late. And we got my favorite, my guy, uh, Arlington, Texas finest, but he went to the city of Detroit and he put it on for my Detroit Pistons, Cade Cunningham. So those are all my guys that I've liked, that I've watched, but there can only be one rookie of the year. So my rookie of the year, Dwight, 517-2214. My rookie of the year is Evan Mobley. Oh. <laughs> I did, look, look, 
I know, I know, I know. Like, wow, here. that shocked me. I was waiting for Kate, and I was waiting. I was getting my um. He was getting your slander up together. I, I know, I know. And I'm my comebacks ready. I was really <laughs> getting, to, getting ready to argue, but wow. <laughs> nah, I, I wanted to give it to Kate. I did. I, I really, really did. But Evan, he's just been a productive NBA player on both sides of the court all year. Um, he's responsible for a good team winning. Um, you know, I, like they, they've been losing games a little bit of late, but he's still been productive. He slid to the center. He's still somewhat keeping them afloat. Like they, they went from being like top three, top four in the East to like a 500 club with all their injuries. That's, that's reasonable, right? I, I don't think that's fair to hold that against him, even though my boy Kay Cunningham took the Pistons from a disaster, one of the worst teams in the NBA since he stepped it up. They've been a little bit below 500, but your boy done brought it all year. He's been the man. He's, he's, I, I just, I think he's a generational defensive player and I think he's going to be a really, really good offensive player. And I, I think he deserves an award. Uh, number two, I got my boy Cade. Um, I'll be honest, I think when we, talked about the rookies in the offseason. I was kind of like, I don't know if I really see the Luca comparisons and all that, but I see the little flashes here. He 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 got that one-hand cross-court pass to the corner shooter. I, I see a little bit of that flavor in his game. Um, I still don't want to put that on him, but I just think he's a dog. I just think he's a really, really good player, the way he sees the angles, the way he I, – I, I just see it. I see the vision. Um, I'm biased because he's from here. He plays where I'm from. So he's always, you know, that's my dad's favorite team. That That's always going to be a, I'm always going to like Kate Cunningham, but I actually think he got a chance to be a star. I, I will say, I do think he'll be a better overall player in five years than any of the other dudes in this class. But I think, um, I don't think he's working out a year. He was hurt. He started off slow. Um, so Evan Mobley been been the man all year. And number three, I don't know. This one was a little a little hard because I feel like there's so many rookies that have balled out. I didn't mention him on the run up of this, but it's it's Scotty Barnes. Oh. Um, Scotty Scotty been locking up. He looked like a man child. He he's just a beast, man. He's just a beast. He uh like if someone if you have Scotty Barnes ahead of Kay Cunningham, I'm not gonna argue with you. Hell, if you someone really wants to craft an argument that Scotty Barnes is working here, here, I wouldn't be mad at you. But just being productive on both ends, being a large part of a winning team, that stuff matters to me. Cause you, you know, no disrespect to Franz Wagner or Jalen Green. It's kind of, you know, when you're a young dude and you can just jack up shots and there's no consequences for it. Um, you don't really even have to pass. You can kind of just get your stats. That's different than a, a rookie having to be productive on a winning team. So that's my top three. I got Evan Mobley, Kay Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. SJ, the floor is yours. Who you got? Wow. So I thought this was definitely going to be, you know, one of those that we not argue about, but, you know, go back and forth because of who we have at number one. But that's my exact list. You know, oh, I'm not my gosh. Go. That's my exact list. Um, number one, Mobley. Two, I had Cade, and three, I had Scotty Barnes. Um, Cade was a riser on my list. Um, 
obviously, you know, he started slow. He was injured um, to start. He was what? He missed like what the first month, the first couple weeks. Yeah. Um, and then he he was mid when he first played. First yeah, played. Yeah. yeah. He missed a month, and then when he you know actually played, he looked you know a little rough as you know as you would expect. These are rookies, yeah. but um, with. Kate, he started rising. Um, I didn't even have Kate in my top three until recently because um he just has it. Like, you know, you mentioned the Luca comparisons, and you know, it's there. There's definitely Luca in his game. You know, he himself has said that, you know, he takes a little bit from Luca's game. So there's a little bit of Luca in his game. Um, where it's different is that Luca was, you know, much, much more polished than Kate yeah. at age. And Kate is already very polished. Um, but Luca just had more um like counters. Like if um he was cut off doing something like <laughs> Luca's gonna do something else and get you know points that way K doesn't you know have that yet um but that's fine um but he when he's on you know he looks he looks like a really like a good caliber like NBA player um Scotty he um he's third for me right now but he's been so impressive like the entire year he was like with Mobley um at one point, it was like, okay, who's the rookie of the year? Like, it was either Mobley or Scotty Barnes. Like, those were, like, the two an- answers um, for most of the season. Just because, you know, he's, you know, in Toronto, like you said, they're a playoff team, and he's contributing to winning. Like, I saw Scotty um, pl- when they were played against the Lakers, the second Lakers game that the Raptors played. Granted, they lost that game. However, Scotty just, he looked dominant. They could not do anything with him. He looked like the best player on the floor with LeBron James. Exactly. Like he, they could not do anything with him. He could pass the ball. He could score. And that's another thing. Like you thought his, his scoring, you know, his jump shot, all that were big question marks. And he's not like a shooter, but that shot is there. Like it's, it's more than serviceable. You know what I mean? Um, And he, he can rebound the ball. He can defend like, and he looks, I mean, he's not like, Evan Mobley on defense but you can tell he's going to be a very versatile you know defender kind of in that mold you know minus the like rim protection but still like it's going to be in that mold and he's going to be very impressive and some other rookies you mentioned Franz Wagner um Giddy those they would round out my top five I think if I had to add two more um because you know Franz Wagner he's been great he's he's has been a surprise um different he would have been um you know higher um but i think i would have him at four right now um especially with giddy kind of in and out the lineup but yeah he's been i've been impressed by him i can't i can't lie he looks he looks real good good. he's the reason why i don't really i you know i'm married i have two kids so i don't really have time to watch basketball outside of the nba Mm -hmm. But the one game, the one college basketball game I've been to in the last like ten years, he uh he obviously he went to Michigan and Oregon played them. And he was so he was kind of mid. Like he uh what's my man that played he's a actually a rookie. I don't think he's a rookie. I think it, Peyton Pritchard, old dude oh, went to Oregon. Okay. He gave yeah. Michigan he I'm not exaggerating, he gave Michigan eighteen straight points in the end of the second half and overtime. And Franz Wagner folded. And I was like, this is the dude that's supposed to be a lottery pick. And yeah, man, he's good. So this is why I don't scout players because he looked kind of mid that game. And Peyton Pritchard looked amazing. And Peyton Pritchard is still a solid player, but he ain't my man. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Franz is, um, I'm surprised by his, like, 
how well he can score. Like scoring has never been like his, I guess, issue, but like he's he's scoring like well, <laughs> like you know, with the space floor and he could move them. Don't he can move those puppies a little yeah, bit? Yeah, he can move yeah. those puppies a little bit. So it's like, all right, he's gonna be like I, I made a tweet earlier in the season. I said he's gonna be like a like an elite level role player and people were getting on me thinking that I meant it as like an insult I was like no it's just that even now like he's impressive I don't know if I see like all-star could he get there yeah and I um my confidence in that has grown um since I've made that tweet but still I don't see like all-star isn't the first thing that jumps off the page when I see I see like like elite level role player kind of like a um and that's that's when I had asked the question, oh, do you see CJ as an, a role player? Because, you know, he's an all-star caliber guy, but hasn't been in the game, you know, and um, I could see him. And people said, no, CJ isn't a role player, but to me, you can't really call CJ a star. Um, I, but I see Franz Wagner in that kind of realm, like really like will be in all-star conversations, might even make a game, especially since he's in the East, but um in terms of like being like a star star i don't know if i see that but great player but um yeah all in all my top three same as yours mobley um you said a lot about mobley um and i've i've said a lot about mobley since you know <laughs> since he's been drafted um so i'm i'm gonna you know ramble on about that but i think he's hit the rookie wall a bit um it's been a while um I think he's actually hit the wall a while ago but no one has really been talking about it but he's still very productive especially since Allen had the injury and he now he's playing center now he's just you know the starting center and he's done a good job like granted center center is his long-term position but for right now I don't think his body's ready for center but he's holding up he's doing he's holding his own and I think when we take all of that into consideration um it's very impressive. It's very impressive what Mobley was able to do right out the gate. And um, right now, I think his, you know, defense is stronger than his offense. But that offense is going, he's he's shown flashing. He, yeah, he, he's not really, I mean, he's not shooting a three ball. But outside of that, he's competent at everything else. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so he's, he's going to be a, oh, I'm excited to see his development because, I think he's going to be a crazy good player. Crazy good player. Oh, definitely. I could definitely see it. Um, I won't be shocked if all three of the dudes, uh, I don't know about all-star next year. I could see him making all, because they, they yeah. I think Jared Allen would get it before him unless he takes the lead. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I think they'd vote if if Cleveland is still in the mix. I think Jared Allen might have. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I can see them sneaking Cade in there if the Pistons hover around 500. And I won't be shocked at all if Scotty Barnes sneaks in there next year. I don't know. They they didn't put past Captain Spin move in there. So <laughs> they they probably put the vet in there before they put the rookie. But yeah. I, I think all those dudes are will make all-star games before the end of the rookie contracts. So I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just think they're all legit. Um, you know what's crazy? I, I don't want to derail too much rookie talk, but I like both of the dudes on the Warriors too. Oh, I was going to, you know, like I was them gonna, dudes can play. Like, I like right? both of them. Yeah, I was going to bring up Kaminga because when you made the point about, um, you know, rookie being productive on good teams, yeah. that's, that's the Josh Jonathan Kaminga. You know, he yeah. looks 
kind of rough. Granted, I thought he was not, I don't want to label him project, but I thought he was going to be one that, you know, needed a maybe a year or two to really see what he can do. And I thought, you know, him going to like the Warriors at the time, I thought it was like, I didn't like it because I thought he wouldn't get the chance to play mm-hmm. and he wouldn't get those reps. But they've been doing a good job with him. I like the, you know, developmental program that they had going on with him. Like they eased him into it and then they let him do the little things. Like they didn't give him the ball and say, hey, go create, you know, play through your mistake. They didn't do that. You know, taught him how to screen. Well, not taught him how to screen, but you know what I mean? Like screen well in the game, cutting, passing, playing within, you know, the Warriors system. And then when, you know, the vets sit out because the Warriors, they're, they always sit in their vets. Um, he gets a chance to play and that's when they're like okay you can play like really play now try to create and they let him play through some mistakes and he looks very um he looks very good like he looks very good one of the more impressive rookies in that class too um probably the best athlete in the class um yeah yeah. and moody he's he's another one that's gonna be just a great role player you know three and d guy um so yeah, this is a great rookie class. Like this rookie yeah, class is. is just so deep. And someone posted like the um the lottery the other day and was like, okay, you know, historically we've seen one or two guys be busts at least throughout the lottery. It's like, who is it gonna be? Um now a lot of people are saying, you know, maybe Suggs or Book Knight. Um, and I feel like Book Knight maybe because he's not really playing in Charlotte and when he does play it's like very inconsistent but those are like rookie things honestly I can't really see anyone in the lottery being like a bust and their definition of a bust is um, not getting a second contract not getting a second contract yeah, I don't I think even, getting a second contract I yeah, think every I, single one of them is getting I, a second contract. I didn't even mention him but like he cooked last night uh off night in Sacramento. Right. He's been great since Halliburton's been yeah. so da- Davion Mitchell. It's just like, hey man, we we up to we up to like 10 dudes, 11 dudes that are already being productive. Yeah. It's yeah, this is a great draft class. I'm I'm very happy with it. Yeah, um like I said, I don't watch college basketball like that. I don't I just don't have time. I watch these dudes once they get to the league and you know, I get watch Malik pass, see how dudes is doing it. They're just so impressive. Like, they're just so impressive. The league's in a good spot. It really is. And it's two straight years, pretty, pretty legit rookies. Um, I guess we transition. Let's move to, uh, let's go to defensive player of the year. Mm. This one is a little rough. Um, a little? right because the hardest one in terms of getting candidates and picking one i think this is the hardest one i I agree because here's my thing i feel like i think draymond had this award on lock Mm -hmm. because they had the best deep they do they have the best defense when he plays and then he missed all those games so it's like buddy missed almost half the season can you really give it to him and then on the other hand you know you still got the the tall frenchman like it's kind of the same thing. They were top 10 defense. He missed games. They damn near couldn't win a game. Low-key, mm-hmm. they can't be playing. And then I think they're on a three-game winning streak, losing streak, hopefully four after later on this evening. But I think he has a solid argument. And here, like, this is – I'm, I'm always going to give love to this guy, man. Uh, Giannis is a monster. 
you have, uh, I think Marcus Smart deserves some conversation. He's back playing defense. I thought he was cooked. I'm not going to hold you. He was looking a little cooked defensively last year. Mm-hmm. But he's back. And he's a, he's a large, you know, hijacking offense aside, he's a, a big reason why that, that monster goes up in Boston. Um, hell, and then you can you can pick one of the, the towers in Cleveland if that's how you're feeling. Um, I probably say I probably lean towards Jared Allen over Mobley, mm-hmm. but you know, with him missing the games, you, you it, it just stinks because all the dudes that could be in competition for this, um, missed time, they just all missed time. So, but the game is the game, they got to get an award to somebody. So, I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh. I'm gonna go with Big Giannis. You know they. Giannis as the that's your number one. That's my number one. Okay. The only reason why I'm going with him is because I feel like they've been he's been keeping them afloat. I still think he's super impactful, and frankly, he's been out there the most. Um, I <laughs> if I had to pick who I think's been the best defensive player in the season, it was Draymond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would probably pick Rudy three. So I'm going Giannis, Draymond, Rudy. But if we could, if this was 2K and we could turn injuries off, I think Draymond would win it. And okay. What we talking about don't really matter. But it sounds like you you have some disagreements. Please, please retort. Yeah, I do, and it's funny because I I saw this yesterday too, and I um on the timeline I I said a little something about it, but I didn't go into detail. But I guess I have the opportunity to do so here since you have the same opinion. But um, I mean, I agree with what you said. Draymond had this locked up. The Warriors were almost like historically dominant. Like they were yeah. like defensively, like they were really like that was everyone talks about, you know, Warriors offense, but it was really their defense. Um, yep. That was crazy. Um, So Draymond had it locked up, but he missed a shit ton of games. Um, I think the missed games um, disqualify him for the award. And for me, um, it was just too many. He missed way too many. Um, Giannis, on the other hand, the Bucks are ranked 12 defensively to me in my opinion I can't justify like we know Giannis like who he is as a as a defender and you know yes this is an individual award but at the same time I personally can't justify um giving someone defensive player of the year when their team is outside of the top 10 um I personally just can't do it I know it's 12 you're like oh 10 and 12 what's the big difference all that still like like we know Giannis is great defensively, but I cannot <laughs> justify giving it to him this year, especially when, in my opinion, there's other candidates that you can give to him, give give it to them because they have the case and their team is pretty good defensively. So um, with that being said, this one, like I said, is very hard. My mind might change in, within the next two weeks. So don't hold this one against me in particular. But for right now, number one, honestly, I have to lean Bam. Um, okay. he's, he's kind of, um, on the same side as missed time, but he hasn't missed as many, t- as much time as like a Draymond. Um, and he has been like Miami's, you know, still great defensively, but bam, like I've, I've just watched games where like he takes them over defensively. Like the other team I watched, it was, um, I was watching the game live. I forgot who they were playing and I, I swear to God the other team did not score for like four straight minutes and it was literally all bam 
it was all bam <laughs> like bam was all of switching he was all over the place and he held like the whole team like scoreless for like four straight minutes and you know stuff like that he's been doing it all year so I think um he's always kind of been in the conversation but never really like you know at the top of it but I think this is his year for that because he's just been dominant defensively and with that being said my number two I mean, I'm going to just let you know right now. I'll, I don't know if I even have Giannis in my top three just because um, of that. Oh, oh my you know. gosh. You are a hater. Like, it's you are hate, such a hater. My favorite. Giannis is one of my favorites in the league. It's just that I think I I have, you know, specific criterias, you know, for the standards. And I just, I can't make the exception for Giannis. I could have made the exception for him if there weren't other candidates with strong cases. You know what I mean? Like if Bam wasn't having the season he was having, or if he even missed an extra week or two, sure. But the fact that, you know, it is the way it is now, I, I just can't justify it. So with number two, I have Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, Jay. Because he, and you, you know me, listen, you know I'm not the biggest, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. fan. Um, and I have, you know, my concerns with him, but defensively he's just been on another level. Um, this season, given the fact that, I mean, he's what total, you know, he's, I think he's number one in total blocks. And you know what? He gets a shit whistle. Low key. He 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 did the shit. They don't give him, he, I I don't know when that's going to happen. Maybe next year, but they've been good too long for him to still get the shit whistle. He, he, he's, he's getting right now. I don't like that. Yeah, he'll because the, the thing is, it's a lot of whistles are based on reputation. So it's like Gobert. It's the reason why Gobert can get away with basically hand checking folks all game because, yeah. you know, there he's a good defensive player and he has that respect and rep from, you know, yeah. the ref. So they're not going to call everything for him. But Jaron Jackson Jr., he was very undisciplined, like when he got in the league, very undisciplined defender. And at some points, he is at times, but he's gotten better. But still, the rep. That he's undisciplined, he still has that rep. So he has to shake it a bit, but he's he's doing well. Like still in foul trouble a little bit from time to time, but other than that, like he he's just been dominant defensively. Like I'm talking about multiple games with like multiple blocks a game, and it's not like I don't want to hate on Miles Turner because Miles Turner is an excellent shot blocker, but Miles Turner chases blocks sometimes. You could see- he do. He, he's out of position because he's trying to block people. Yeah, and he'd be out of, but Jaron Jackson Jr., I don't really see him chasing block. Like, he's just, because his, um, he got, like, what, Pogo Stick Gold, Pogo Stick Hall of Fame. Like, his recovery instincts are really good where he can, um, his, like, second jump is real quick and all that. But um, he has, has been um, a great defender as well, not just blocking shots, but, like, a good paint presence um, where he can protect the paint as well as the rim. And he's not like he's switchable too. Um, he can hold his own on the perimeter. And I think um, the Grizzlies, what they're um, top five, I want to say, in defensive rating, or uh, maybe top 10, top seven. I don't know if it's top seven. Um, definitely not below seven. They are four. Or four. Yeah. So top five. They're number four. So to me, number four, and it's him anchoring the defense. You know what I mean? Really? Um, it's, damn. I mean, Stephen Adams has been great, but it's damn sure not Stephen Adams. Like, no. <laughs> you know, if we're being serious. To be it's, honest, they might get better if they could take him off the court, but that's another question. Mm-hmm. But it's question. been Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, kind of anchoring the number four best defense in the league. And he's played, you know, like he had his little, you know, he's missed a little time, but he's, you know, been on the court for the most part. So I think um, 
I think to me, you got to have him one or two. Like I know the media isn't like they haven't been giving him much love from what I've seen in the um, defensive player of the year race, but he he deserves it. It's, he's been great. Um, my number three, I'd have Gobert. That's where I'd have, have Gobert. Um, just because we talk about it all the time. No need to go into it about Gobert. People think he's stealing these awards, yada, yada, yada. No, whatever, whatever, whatever is the case. At the end of the day, we got to tell the truth at some point. And the truth is he takes the Jazz, who without him are a bad defensive team, he bottom bottom from, five in the NBA, if not bottom worse. five to bot to top ten. He takes them from bottom five to what? I think they're top seven, top five maybe. Uh, they 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 eleventh. Oh, they oh they dropped a little bit. Ooh. But but you gotta think about it. You that does that includes the games you missed, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so um, I think yeah, I think um he just him his mere presence as when we're talking regular season people talking about a postseason these awards are for regular season like let's just be serious here we're talking about regular season his mere presence is a damn near a top 10 defense like his mere presence so with that being said we have to give him a little respect for that I don't think he's I don't think he should win it this year but top three in the ballot yeah and then after that that's when I would have that's when you can have, you know, your Giannis's, um, your Mikhail Bridges, your um, Marcus Smarts. That's when um, they can come in. But for top three, I'd have Bam, um, Jaren Jackson Jr., and Gobert. No, nah, I can respect it. Jay, Triple J's, he gets a shit whistle, and he is responsible for anchoring their defense. But they do, he do be hot. I won't. Let me be clear. He gets a shit whistle, but I that's kind of he he gets in foul trouble a lot and yeah he does he his butt be on the on the bench a lot that's the only reason why i didn't put him in there and i don't Fair. like i don't like that they give him that whistle but they do so that impacts his effectiveness i don't even think it's his fault and honestly i don't think he'll get that next year <laughs> like you know how oh, the no, game goes is is based on reputation he won't be getting that he'll be allowed to get away with more and I, I honestly, just because they got to give Memphis they love, so I could see him getting this award in real life next year, mm-hmm. easily. And I think he's going to make first team all defense this year as well. He should. He should. And that's why I, I we've been pushing the bandwagon for Dorian, and I've been trying to, but then I really sat and thought about it, like the four spots. There's no way Dorian can get a spot. Like, there's really no way. Like, there's no way to justify it. And I feel so bad because you look at the forward spots. Even if you take out Dre from his time, yeah. you still have to count for Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Bam needs a spot. Um, but those are centers. So actually, yeah, let me really stick with the forward, forward spots. Giannis is going to get a spot. Jaron yeah. Jackson Jr. is going to get a spot. Um, they might even talk about Tatum getting a spot, He's getting um, a spot. which you can't even argue with. Yeah, you can't even argue with that. <laughs> so Tatum's getting a spot. And um, I said taking out Dre. Uh, who was the other one? Mikhail Bridges, Mikhail Bridges, or even Thibault. You know, I didn't even I know. think I think Thibault is out of there. I think he's out of there too, but still, that's still Mikhail like spot. So there's so so you got you got for the four spot, Jaron. You sure you're not gonna put him, squeeze him in there, center? Mm-mm, because because you got Rudy and Embiid. You got Rudy and Embiid, Embiid if they and even if they don't put Embiid, I think you put Jared, um Jared Allen in there if 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 missed time doesn't really cost him the hmm. spot, um. But yeah, I don't think um or even people like Mobley too. Mobley's in the conversation too. 
Um, they, they, I just look at it. They're going to try to, I don't know, man. Dorian has that narrative. He has a narrative, but I don't know. If I just don't see who, Yeah, I don't know if don't it's going to be enough. strong enough to run. I don't think so. I don't think it is because Oof. the people that I mentioned are like, they are like pretty, you know. They have their narratives as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's tough, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Who did you, uh, who did you have as your number one? I'm tripping. Um, bam, bam. Bam, I can see. I, I kind of like to me, once you miss, I guess he's on pace to play 30, well, uh more than 52 games, but once you be missing that 30-ish games, I I I'd be I just disqualify because because my thing with defense, that's a energy and effort thing, right? So somebody like Giannis, somebody like even uh Mikhail. Mikhail, like I probably should even have had them up there higher because they've been out there every single night. You know what I'm saying? And well, not every single night, but most of the nights. And Mikhail probably was my number four. Mikhail oh, played at, every single game of his NBA career, fun fact. Um, that, that's what I'm saying. And to, me, <laughs> to, me, to me, it's easier to play defense when you've been rested. I'm not saying injuries are rest, but you know what I'm saying. It's just saying. That, that's, a, that's a grind mentally. Blocking up every night is a grind. And uh, I, 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 in that particular award i typically give credit to the dudes that play every night that's why as much as i hate the tall frenchman he be out there bro he be out there he play almost every game um um that's why like when people do i know a lot of hooper twitter didn't want to give him this and i don't like the tall frenchman i think he's how can i say this i think he's appropriately rate appropriately rated defensively but I don't, you know, they complain that he don't get past the ball, and I've seen him get the ball with nobody but with a guard between them, and he has the ball, and he still passes out instead of trying to put that guard or Davis Bertans in the rim. So, like, I understand why they don't pass it to him as much, but he's a good player, dog. He's a great defensive player. He is. We got to – let's cut the shit with that. For real. Yeah. Um. Who else? I, I think that's it for defensive player of the year. I, was there any, you know, we talked about Dorian. I can't think of anybody else that really deserves love that even should be considered. I think we touched on everybody. Yeah, I think we talked about everybody. Yeah. All right, moving on. We'll do most improved player. Now, I got to be honest with you. I'm not even going to give like a, a top three on this one because it's kind of this is such so weird to me because like as someone had said I think maybe first or second episode we ever recorded John Morant was going to take the loop <clears throat> the leap to be considered on the uh, Luka Doncic Trey Young level and it happened and that's mind blowing to some people but to me like that's just his natural progression when I look at somebody like his teammate like his teammate ain't supposed to do that you know what I'm saying? Like, Desmond Bain not supposed to be giving you, not supposed to be T-Rex arm Clay Thompson, right? Like, to me, that's more impressive than Ja. Like, Ja, this is just Ja's natural evolution. But at the same time, going from, like, fringe all-star to 
MVP candidate, one of the best players. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. I don't like that argument. I understand the argument. I do 100% understand it. But that's hard to do. People are like, people think development is linear, and people think that, um, yeah, Ja was supposed to be this. Says who? (laughs) Like, really? Well, I will say, me, I, I. but like, I thought he was that good. I'm, I, that's no, that's, that's not because I'm some... The was there, but it was yeah. never a guarantee. None right, of the right, right, right. Um, so the fact that he was able to be a, you know, fringe also, like you said, good player to a great player, almost, almost, you know, ascending into superstar-like level, that is very hard to do. That is very hard to do. And um, I don't think we see, like, as often as people think, um and when we do see it it gets downplayed like you know even with Luca granted um that year I think other guys had better cases than Luca but the fact that um his case was being downplayed to oh well he's rookie of the year like he's, he's been a pro since he was 14 yeah <laughs> like still like these guys I think it's valid too but this, at the end of the day too we make this argument, but these guys don't care because I think the stigma around this award is that it's a kind of a lesser award for like, um, yeah. I don't want to be lesser players, but kind of like, you know, not for the cream of the crop type. Yeah, players. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like, I, yeah. He doesn't consider himself in the conversation because he thinks, you know, Bane, that's when Bane is MIP. Even yeah. Luka, when he was in it, he was like, oh no, why am I? He was kind of like, why am I here? Like, you know, yeah, kinda, exactly. Y'all got me slumming with Devontae Graham. Yeah, basically, yeah. So it's there's a stigma around the award, but with that being said, I mean that was my number one. I don't, I don't really care if he has himself in the conversation. I have him there, and he is my pick. And, and this is the thing: like I'm picking his teammate mm. because he he's T Rex arm, uh, S girl Clay Thompson, bro. Like he's he's cold. He's cold, whether job plays or not. He plays defense. He put together a, a small dribble package. I, I, no, he's good, and I, I hate even discussing him because Mavs Twitter is obsessed that we didn't draft him, and it's like that conversation is cooked. Yeah, man, we blew that shit. I don't think Josh Green will ever be as good as he is. I, I don't like the way he be talking spicy, but he's good, man. He's made the leap. Like, like he, I don't know. I don't know if he'll get a max. We'll get damn close. Oh, to absolutely it. not. He's not getting no max. Um, just because he's no, nah, he's not getting a max. Um, he'll get a um, especially if Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't get a max, and I understand he's his is more injury concerns, yeah. but still, um, no, Bane's not getting a max, but he's getting. I think he could look at. He could be looking at like a hundred mil. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah. He he's getting the uh, he's getting us because the uh, uh, salary cap's going up. Like uh, Michael got four for ninety, so yeah. because the salary cap is going up, he's getting a four for a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's getting a four for hundred, and I I don't even know what a max contract for his age would be. I think a max is like thirty two, so it's off from a max. But he he's gonna get paid, and it's he's gonna deserve it. So that's my pick for the record. It's two dudes on the same team. Like, I'm not arguing with you about that because it's all – because, yeah, if you take the biggest leap, yeah, I do think John made it. And low-key, I didn't get – I don't even think I was on Twitter when the rookie most valuable player 
I'm a most improved player conversation happened. But I'm I like Luca went from cute rookie to like dominant. You can make an argument that was like the best. He was a monster his second year. Like, oh yeah, that was the that I remember the um because I had just made my account is before the bubble restart and they were talking about the awards all that so i remember the discourse um because yeah. ingram and bam were my top two and they were the top two anyway because they had great cases like yeah. you know in and of itself but um i remember luca like just the whole discourse around it was um yeah no this was expecting this shouldn't be the, the yeah. argument was for um second year players at first they were like second year players shouldn't get it because um yeah. you expect a second year player to get a jump that i I like I said I don't agree that development is linear, but I can understand that. Um, but then, like I said, the goalposts started to move, um, and like they started saying, "Well, rookie of the year winners, you know, shouldn't win it, or top top a certain like top five picks shouldn't win it." They started, you know, adding all these arbitrary kind of um criteria to it to try to um, you know, like I said, rationalize the um the notion that it should just be for you know, players that are, you know, average that become good and sure, but at the end of the day, there's no written criteria. So however you want to justify something, I guess that's, um, that's, you can do that. So. Yeah. I'm not arguing either way. I, my bias is that I just like, to me, Ja kind of, when Ja, I know they got 4-1, they got gentlemen swept, but to me, the, the glow-up for Ja kind of started towards the end of last year. So him becoming this, I I saw the vision. So this, and I, I'll concede it sounds hypocritical, but I think he was already approaching being this good towards the end of last year. So it's like, how much did he really improve when he was already starting to do this last year? Does that make sense? I know that sounds crazy, but within the context of the award but i just feel like i if you was paying attention it was like hey man this shit started you gotta think about he was hurt a lot right so Mm -hmm. the the evolution of what he with the monster he became this year was already starting last year so i that's why i i think he was that guy already and that's the only reason why i'm giving it to desmond bain because desmond wasn't doing this he was giving you acute nine points and and 40 percent from the field and now he's shooting the cover of the ball and even he's he's added to his package uh he's added to literally he couldn't play defense that good last year either and i ain't saying he locking people up by any stretch of imagination but he's a solid defender he's a uh he's not clay thompson by any stretch of imagination but he's a solid defender for a second year player and he's shooting the cover off the ball so that's why I'm giving it to Desmond. Like Desmond went from solid role player to probably gonna make an all-star team. Like if, as long as the Grizzlies keep being a top two or three team in the West, like they gonna sneak them in there a year or two. Okay, um, that's fair. Yeah, um, I mean, these pool of candidates, there's so many that could go different ways. I mean, Jaws might pick. Um, you know, Bane is in there. I don't have a top three um yeah, like either. top three for this one it's just so much you know miles miles bridges in in there still to me he had it almost damn near locked up but then he kind of you know slowed down and other people you know rose more you have garland whose name can be mentioned in here too his yeah 
This is similar to Ja, even though he didn't take as big of a leap as Ja, but, you know, same stuff before saying he was, like, the worst player in the league um, his rookie year, and now he's an all-star. Um, so you, said, you said Garland? Garland, yes. People, because he had, like, the worst, like, I guess, advanced stats, like, labeled him, like, oh, the worst. Wow. Okay. in the league his rookie year yeah people ran with it last year he improved but he wasn't like you know he didn't really pop off the page plus he was hurt a lot last year too and then this year it was like like people who believed in him from his rookie year they're you know seeing it pay off um but yeah I, there's just so many names you can mention Dejounte Murray um that's another one yeah yeah um so there's just a lot of guys um that can be like in the top three so I'm not gonna waste time you know, narrowing down a top three, but my pick would be Ja. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's this, this is a fun award year in terms of just it being so wide open. Um, I mean, we can talk about what's the next award. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about um, Coach of the Year. That's another oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Let's wide do open to me because um, like, I, I think Monty should win it, given the fact that um, last year he didn't win it <laughs> um even though you know phoenix had to jump and all that um and they you know gave it to tibbs instead but um i'd give it to monty the Suns are dominant they're they're and even though these people guess that yeah the Suns would be like at the best you know best team in the league or the top of the west not no one had the Suns being this dominant <laughs> like this dominant especially given the fact that you know chris paul missed time and people were like yeah they're gonna slow down and they were still nope. very dominant <laughs> so i think at that point you got to give monty his flowers he finally has to get his flowers for that um but there's just so many good candidates too uh, taylor jenkins man he would be um number two for me because nobody had the grizzlies <laughs> at two and here they are and um um, Bickerstaff, JB Bickerstaff, what he's doing with the Cavs, he'd round out my top three, and then Ty Lu just barely misses the cut um, with four. But those would be like my four candidates, but really top three. I I I have to give it to Monty, then on Taylor Jenkins, then Bickerstaff. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I think Monty deserves it. Um, I know they have a really good team, but. Some of them dudes don't like them dudes only look good as good as they look. They've played in the league. They've been other places. And you can mm-hmm. only give Chris Paul so much love. It's like that's the creation of a system and a culture that allows them dudes to thrive. Your Bismack Biamos, your uh campaigns, like like them dudes was out the league. Them dudes were literally on their way to China, if not in China already. I, real talk one campaign in china yeah, he, was was he, china. He's, he was in china or yeah he was in china i think he said monty gave him a call yeah or, i think yeah i think he was either about to go to china or in china when he got the call about coming to the bubble because he wasn't even on the sun yeah, he, he, he was like he an exemption the for the right he was he got the trey burke uh bubble call yeah, the bubble call yeah, yeah and it's like hey that, that's that's coaching that's development that's and, you know, I, I, I won't say excuses that I make for the Mavs, but, like, when we got blew out by Charlotte, I was like, dog, that was the third game of four nights, second night of a back-to-back. You saw that week all our ops in that same situation got blew out. And I'm just like, man, that's just the NBA. You know who that's not the NBA for? The Phoenix Suns. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they don't care. It don't matter, bro. 
I, I keep I watch their games. Every game I watch, it's like, okay, they losing by seven, eight points. It's the third quarter. Damn, they might they might get popped. Including us. Including mm-hmm. us. And it never happens. And it's just like this is what all the things I'm saying are without Chris Paul. Like these things happen whether Chris Paul plays or not. And it's just like at some point, you just gotta get that man his love. And he deserved it last year. He should have won he's one of he should be back to back. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. And then number two, I will go with Taylor Jenkins just because I have a spicy opinion. I don't know. I don't know if Memphis has that much like pure talent. I don't know if them dudes go other places and look as good as they do. I think there's a system and a culture that allows those dudes to play to the best of their abilities. Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't like, about the system. Some of them are definitely system players. Yeah. That's like uh um What's his name? Uh, Xavier Tillman? Xavier Tillman, yeah. Oh, he's a system guy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that, that's my thing. Like, a lot of Mavs fans, oh, God, the Grizzlies. Ja has this really great team, and I don't think those dudes would look as good if they go any – if they came here, I don't know if they look as good. I really don't. I, I think JJJ is legit. Desmond Bain is Desmond Bain. His, his shit would translate. Um, I don't think every coach would allow um, – Brooks to to be him and do the stuff he does. I I just I think that dude really got it. Man, if it weren't for my if it weren't for Monty, man, I, I think Taylor Jenkins would be by far the best coach. And if we looking oh, back, far. if we it's looking, yeah, if we looking like four years from now and like he's basically Nick Nurse South, it won't shock me at all. Like they won the championship and he just got no matter how many low first round draft picks they keep funneling him, he keeps turning them into productive NBA players. And it's been off rip too. Like when he joined every single season since he's been there, they've performed above expectations. Above their heads. Yes. Every single season. You could say, Oh, well, Ja, yes, Ja contributes, but there, come on, man. From Ja's rookie year to now, every single season, it's, it's just y'all are just, playing above expectations that's coaching excellent job yeah Yeah. and then uh dude do we got the exact same top three uh monty Uh, taylor jenkins and tyloo i got tyloo third oh you got Tyloo? no i got bigger staff over tyloo okay okay don't they both kind of fold it jb the only reason i'm giving it to tyloo is because man they Dude, they've had so many injuries. Yeah, I can't push back on that. I can't push I, back. Yeah, I just feel like he's a wizard. And I, to me, what he did, to, and this is where my mouse fan, when he just started the game uh, with Zubac Garden Luka and, <laughs> and baited him into taking the candy two games in a row for the whole game, and it worked. To me, and no one's had the balls to do something like that. No coaches had the balls to do it. It's just like, that. I like that. That's, hey, we need to win this game. And I'm going to go uh, against reasonable basketball logic to win a game because I don't. I know this dude can't stay away from the candy. I, I just, to me, I, I just love what he's made, and this is probably some love from last year's playoff run. But I'm just really, I, I got to give it to Tyloo. I think JB is JB is definitely. If you got JB over Tyloo, I'm not arguing, but. Yeah, I, I just, can't push back the same way if you've yeah. got time. Who over JB can't push back? Yeah, because, um, yeah, this, like I said, been great coaching jobs. So. Yeah. yeah, can't complain. And then um, we're going to get to the big one. Uh, this is the last award. 
this is the big contention point. Um, I'll be honest, I know who I picked. I I don't like this player, but his resume is resume is his resume. So we got players that can win MVP this year. Uh, I'll just do a quick top five. Um, I think our Slovenian son has entered the chat. I think he his resume at this point puts him in the top five. I know some people are like, oh, he shouldn't be top three. Why is it? I'm not arguing. I'm look. <laughs> Lucas, Lucas top five. He ain't he ain't top three. He's in the top five. Um, I think number four. I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, Tamarius, uh, our boy, John Morant. I think he's done enough to where he deserves to be in the top five. I don't have him top three, but I got him in the top five. Then we get into the tri- the the big three. These are the three dudes. One of these three dudes are actually gonna win. These are the three dudes that I actually think deserve to win. We got Joker, we got Giannis, we got Embiid. <sighs> yes, Jay. I'm giving it to the foul merchant. You're, uh, okay. The reason why I'm giving it to the foul merchant, he's played all the damn, well, most of the damn games. They are a top 10 defense. They are, what, top three in their conference. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had the disaster that was that Ben Simmons not playing. I know Tyrese Maxey is good. Um, I know Seth Curry was good, but, you know, there's a lot of Mavs fans that when Seth Curry was on his roster said Luke ain't had no help. And now he played with Philly and even without Ben Simmons and people was like, oh, look at him. He's so great. You can't have it both ways, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he was starting. That dude was a starter. He was coming off the bench here at Dallas. And he got them dudes to a top three record in the East. Hell, I think they, they still tie. It's like a big jumble right now. It's a big, but, huge jumble. But the point I'm trying to make, man, that that big bastard is the MVP. And I think he's going to win it. And I think he deserves it. And I fucking hate watching him play basketball. <laughs> well, I I would have to agree. Um I think it's him, right? I was going to actually cop out and say that I'm not going to pick one um, for MVP yet because it's the race is so close and we have time left. And in my opinion, like we're going to go down to the wire. Um, but if I absolutely have to pick like right now, yeah, I'd, I'd pick MB too, just because um, I'm not going to use like record as an argument because things are so jumbled up. And especially if you're looking at two, a candidate, so one is from the East, one's from the rest, West. If you're using record and seeding, you can't use it like that because um, people are talking about Jokic. Um, and because he's like the six or seven seed. Yeah, that, that would be the two one seed. Night, yeah. Seven for one night and yeah. people are running with the, oh, y'all are trying to give MVP to a plane team, like to someone on a plane team. Like, calm down. Like, if you if we're putting his record in the East, they're not a playing team. <laughs> like, they're not a playing team. They're making the playoffs. So it's like, you can't compare like that. Um, so I'm not using record as an argument um, right now because it's just so um, bunched up. Or not, I shouldn't say record. I'm not using seating, seating. Um, record though, we can compare records. And a lot of records are similar, um, but I just think Embiid has been um, just at, like a smidge, a tad. Yeah. More than like 
um everybody else and I too do not like to watch him play and y'all know my agenda about MB. y'all know it already I don't need to talk about it but <laughs> the only reason I'm not joining that agenda with you is my dad loves him oh your dad loves him yeah, my, no, so, I, so the two people I talk basketball with the most have competing views but I know like my dad has made good points about him but I hate watching it I hate watching it yeah, I can't watch him either. So it's like whatever. But um, I still think um, if I had to pick, he'd be it. Um, next, I would have you know Jokic. Um, I'd have Giannis in a conversation as my you know top three. And with my top five now, it's been this has been changing. So my like literally, if you asked me two days ago, my top five would have been you know those three guys I mentioned, Ja and Book. However, um, Ja is looking like he's not going to play for the rest of the regular season. I think he's at like 54 games and I he to me deserves to be in the conversation and I've said as much like I I got packed up a couple months ago for saying if he you know he should be the MVP if he finished top three and I mean while that's still out there obviously context and all that is now comes into play and you can see why he's not but um I'd have I'd take him out replace um him with Luca in my top five just because um Luca will have had you know games played on him and all that, and I think, like you said, Luca, he has enough on his, you know, resume at this point where you can put him in the top five. Um, but I also have Book in my top five too. And I know um, there's been a lot of conversation about Book not being the MVP and all this. And I mean, I don't think he is the MVP. I get all the conversations people are having about, um, oh, you know, Criterion, the best player on the best team and or the b- best yeah, best player, best scorer on the best team, whatever, whatever. Um, I don't think he has been better than like the top three guys um, this season. Like those top three guys, you know, Giannis Embiid, um, Jokic, they've had um, like multiple stretches in the season, multiple games where they just have looked like the best player in the league. Like where you're like, yeah. Booker has not had that. You know what I mean? He has had great games, but Booker has not had a game where I'm like, wow. Who put together like an eight-minute stretch in the fourth quarter? Well, yeah. well, he has. That's what Well, well, I take that back. I don't know. Who, who, yeah, he, put no, no, 49, who he put 49 up on the other night? Because we, yeah. we needed that. Who who they play? Because we needed that, that them to beat played, that team. They played the Timberwolves the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they played, uh, who did he put the 50 on? Wow. The damn near 50. Who was it? I don't know. It was somebody we need. Was it the Jazz? The Jazz. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think it was the Jazz. No, 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 no. That doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. You sure it was Minnesota? No, Minnesota was the night before, I remember. He took over in the fourth quarter, but he didn't have 49. He took over in the fourth. It was oh, and I no, was selfish. Nuggets. It was the Nuggets. It was the it's Nuggets. The nuggets. There we go. Yeah, I was like right. Chris Paul called right. him selfish, and he was returned against the Nuggets. Yes, no, that was it. That was it. It was the Nuggets, but yeah, um, no, but he he has had games where he's looked dominant, but not like the best player in the world dominant. And I have to put that. I take that into account, um, which is why he's not in my top three. But I do believe he should be in top five because come on, man, like I, <laughs> you I, know, I, listen, I, I have, no, have no, I have no argument against that whatsoever we talked about the Suns make no excuses they just freaking win when he plays and he's a large part of that he's played damn near every game and he's giving you the production and he's the offensive engine fam they dead ass might win like 65 67 games and Mm -hmm. Chris Paul been hurt like they ain't been that healthy 
they ain't been hurt, hurt, but they ain't been healthy, healthy either. Yeah, eight and missed games. They were winning. Yeah. Game was they, they call Bismack Biombo off the street. Yeah. So I can't, yeah, you can't, you can justify having him in the top five. Yeah, I don't think you can go as far as to say he's been better than um, the top three guys. Yeah. But um, he's, to me, he's a different, deserving of top five. So again, top five um, has yeah. Jokic, Giannis, um, then um, Book and Luca. Um, yeah, my, uh, my Zach Levine is the best two guard in the NBA. Died a fiery death. I did, and I, I, I told you, I warned you. I said there's no like Zach Levine's not better than. Booker. He hurt his <laughs> knee. If he, if he didn't hurt his knee, it still would be an argument. He hurt his knee, sure. and he just, he just been eyed ever since. They man, they folded. What I gotta listen back to our preseason predictions because they got a decent chance of being in the six seed. I think I had them like in the play in or some shit. But I think we both had. The, I think I had them as a six seed. I think I had them. Um like just i think yeah i think i had them at six um i think i had them like eighth or, i think i had them in eighth or something like that but i think everything but eighth is on the table right now yeah i mean yeah. i think they dead ass might be in the plan i think they might be i mean actually maybe not because i think the Cavs are the team that's going to be in the plane because they just lost that game um last night that was a big one the Cavs, they like they just don't have enough shot creation. Yeah, you uh, you said I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we gonna lose them. I don't know. I, I picked them as one of our three losses for the rest yeah, of the season. I don't, they don't have week. shot creation. <laughs> they really don't. It was yeah. so, they came back in the game yesterday, but it was so hard watching it because it's like, damn, it's literally you neutral, you neutralize Garland and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> like Lavert is not good enough. Like in terms of um like to really hold down the offense like it's it's all bad over there yeah. in terms of shot creation like they uh they've lost three straight they're four and six at their last yeah yeah mm-hmm. down the but the bull the bulls right there with them but they got they're two up in the lost council yeah they'll probably be six but i don't i don't think they fall to they don't fall to the plan damn cleveland yeah, it's it's damn it's, both of our hot takes is getting packed up because man, they not be injuries though. Injuries, don't worry. The thing with this is why it's like not even as bad is that this is a foundational year kind of for Cleveland. Like they haven't seen the playoffs yet, but it's still foundational. They their core is young, like real young, and there's no guarantee that you get back to where you were. Yes, of course, but um nah. it, to me it's it's only up from here if you're looking at their situation. Um, because I mean you still have sexton. And even if you keep him, um, even if they don't like move him in the summer like everyone anticipates, even if they do, you know, extend him and keep him, his extension is not gonna be crazy. No, um, that actually might be a blessing in the scarf. Yeah, so his extension is not gonna be crazy. And even if you don't think his fit is all like great, that's still like Sexton will help would help them right now. Like it's like it, 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 this is my theory for like teams with a lot of young dudes. The reason why, and this is something I think Memphis is going to run into probably in the next year or two. You gotta, you can't put all them young dudes where they fight each other for contracts and shots, mm-hmm. right? And I, I would almost argue if Colin Sexton didn't get hurt, they would have had to trade him this year or they wouldn't have had this. Well, I think he would have been, I thought he was gone at the deadline before yeah. he got, obviously got hurt. He would have been gone. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't put young dudes because like all this one and shit is cute and, but like this is why with Memphis, like, Desmond Baines not exa- exactly. 
Well, you have to think about it. They watch John Collins. Them dudes practice against each other every day, right? And they probably watch John Collins, who's a good player, get $26 million, and they probably like, man, I'm better than him. I do more than him. He just get the opportunities. And I, I'll even say it with our Mavs. Like, I think the reason why the vibe stopped being immaculate, because you remember the bubble year, everybody got paid. Everybody got oh, paid. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. literally, everyone was on a fresh new contract, except for Luke, and he was still a rookie. And I think, and I, th- I think the weird stuff started happening. I, I, honestly, I think some of the reason why Jalen is, I think the contract and Spencer showing up and Luca being Luca in the first quarter, I think it's, he, he, he looks confused. And I don't think it, we talking about scoring over length and all that goofy shit. He's doing shit. He missing wide open shots. He's literally one of the best spot up shooters in the league. And he's just, I, I think that stuff matters, man. You, you can't put them young boys in a position to fight each other. And I think Cleveland got it right, man. They don't have anybody else to pay. They're going to pay Garland as soon as he's available and everybody else ain't up for money no time soon. So mm-hmm. I think they in good shape. I think they in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So I guess we've completed the awards portion of this episode. Uh, we can just, I mean, our Mavs, we beat the brakes off Houston without Luka. We blew them out. They stink. We then lost. And that's a and real one quick note. That should serve, and it's been happening all year, like, please, 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 at this point, we're almost done with the season. Y'all could identify patterns with the team, right? And people were, and I understand being upset, you know, we're in a tight seating race, all that, but people were so mad that Luca was getting a rest and I'm like it's just Luca resting it wasn't like they rested it's not like they did a golden like when golden state rest they're resting everybody they're resting their whole starting lineup you know like on one night we don't do that we stagger a rest so I'm like why are you upset that Luca's resting like it's the Houston Rockets they're bad and people are like well that without Luca we're a lottery team and I hope that game granted we've had multiple examples of this but I really hope that game just stops that you see the difference between a lottery team and what we are without Luca we're not I don't are we the fifth seed fourth seed fifth seed no but we're not a lottery team <laughs> we're uh, average team. The, the same the same people John Morant doesn't deserve the MVP because of the Grizzlies record without Luca the Mavericks record uh the Grizzlies record without Ja the Mavericks record without Luca is the as of this morning is the ninth seed a half game out of eight they're a playoff team without Luca if you if you are applying that same energy to the Grizzlies without Ja you gotta you gotta keep applying it across the board and I know the dudes stunk the other night they did yeah. But they also, how many dudes did we have against in double figures against this exact same team? And low key, Luca has stuck three of the last four games he's played. Like, yeah. like that same team was really good against the, the others were good against Minnesota. And they had a bad shooting game. It was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was horrible. I'm not trying, I can't make excuses for that because you they shouldn't be that like no team should be that bad. Uh, you that, that was just a joke, but that's not if, if that's not something they do all the time. 
Yeah, it's not the norm. I mean, there were not to say we should have expected that, um, because we shouldn't expect you know such cold you know shooting nights. But at the end of the day, like yeah, we're not going to you know shoot a hundred percent all the time. And you know they were on the road. You know, um, role players shoot better at home historically. So you know the mini role players they were shooting well. Um, at least some of them, and you know, and got loose. You know, Cat was doing his thing. D'Lo chipped in. So it's like, yeah, you win some, you lose some. But at the end of the day, I just the, I hate the overreaction so much. Oh, me too. But the overreactions are just um a bit much sometimes. Yeah. But with that being said, um, today we're recording before the Jazz game. Um, we've said this about a lot of games, but this one I do think this is the biggest game of the season yes the fact that we are tied with the jazz right now record wise and we are in fifth because we don't have the tiebreaker and even if we win tonight it's going to be 2-2 and um division record if we somehow end up with the same exact record as the jazz um to end the season we'll still be in fifth because of division record and the jazz are first in their division and the grizzlies are first in ours so um we'll still be fifth yeah. so with all that being said we have to win tonight to, to at least get that half game up <laughs> or, you know, half a game up. Just just a little, it's not a cushion, but just a little something. Because I think if we lose, um, I think that's it for in terms of getting fourth. And I know there's a bunch of games left and the Jazz has a harder schedule than us. I know all that, but still. I, um, I, so I looked at their schedule. We have to win tonight. And I predicted us to lose to Minnesota. I predict us to lose to the Bucks. I predict us to lose to uh, the Cavs. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta steal. We've already lost to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We gotta steal one of those. We can only lose two more times, one more time. One more Sorry. time, yeah, yeah. Even if we win tonight, because you look at the Jazz having that harder schedule. I don't think them dudes are gonna be playing. Like I don't think Phoenix has secured home court through the rest of the season. I don't think they're gonna be keep playing everybody. Um, I, and I know that's on the Jazz schedule. I know they also have, like, I think Golden State, who ain't the Golden State that we know and love anymore. So when you look at strength of schedule, that's that does that doesn't factor in what Golden State is now, or that Phoenix might not be playing nobody, or that the Bucks might not be playing nobody, or not playing everyone. So. I, I we got to win tonight, and we got to we can only we basically. <laughs> Uh, what we got? Uh, we got nine games left. Yeah, just enough. Man, we gotta go seven and eight and one. That's 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 my prediction for us to get the four seed because I don't think the the Jazz they've lost three straight, and this is why I don't feel good about tonight because they're not that bad. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And we ain't exactly been looking good, so. We'll see. I hope we win. Um, I got to make sure my bedroom ain't going to flood, so I'm going to be kind of distracted today. <laughs> but I hope we win because I need some good news. Oh, burst, yeah. burst pipe stink. But, um, yeah, I, I think we uh, – I don't feel good about tonight, but I hope we win. You, you I think feel we good get, about tonight. You feel good about it? Okay. Uh, I, I'm just, I just think we, we, we have our um... – we have our team pretty much, um, at least, you know, top end rotation guys. Um, and, you know, Jazz, they're missing a starter with Boyan out. And that's one um, less corner shooter, like <laughs> elite corner shooter to worry about. That's how I'm thinking about it as 
Um, so, and we're at home, you know, coming off a just a terrible shooting performance. I think um, just all those factors will make, I don't think, um, I saw someone predicting, you know, or actually hoping that we can blow them out. I don't see a blowout no. just because both teams know how important this game is. Um, I don't see a blowout, but I definitely see it being highly contested. And I think we pull it out just because um, someone else pointed out that the Jazz are on the, um, the, their fifth game of their road trip. So this is like the very last game of their road trip. So I just think there's a lot of factors that could make the game, you know, swing our way. Um, and I hope that's the case. Yeah, I, I just I just hope the others step up because late, like we kind of, you, you brought this up last time and I, I didn't really think about it. I, it was something I was aware of, I felt, but I went and I looked into it, like how Luca has patterns, right? And he has a pattern. He stinks against Minnesota. He's stunk against them. And Luca kind of stinks late in the season and then turns into a superhero in, in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I think he might stink again tonight. And I think we, just because he's Luca, we assume he's a superhero, but him looking bad the last couple of weeks of the regular season it's it's one consistent thing he's done okay. um outside of the bubble year and i don't think that count even the bubble year he was slowing like before the season shut down granted he was coming off like the second ankle injury it was and there's a lot going on but he was slowing down too yeah um, there, there was a, there was there, there was an argument to be made in a, in a rational one that kp was the best player on the team before the season shut down he was. No, he was. He was. Yeah. He was averaging like 25. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and, and Luca, 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 Luca couldn't throw it. He couldn't throw it in the ocean. I remember that. Like, and I, I just think, I don't I think. I don't think he'll stink tonight. I think he'll start stinking after tonight. <laughs> just because I, of the stakes of tonight. He don't like Utah. He already don't like Utah. Like, yeah, he, so he, he, don't, he don't turn up for tonight. I, I also, think he will turn up for tonight. And they know the stakes. They know the stakes. That's the thing. They're watching it. Like, they yeah. They're watching the standings. So I think they, with that being said, they know the stakes. So he'll turn up tonight. But then when the schedule, you know, softens after kind of tonight, like the Detroits and, the, you know, if he plays against those teams. I don't, I don't, he, I got a high take. Uh, I think Lucas may be playing four more games the rest of the season, including mm-hmm. tonight. I if, don't really, if we, if, mm, if we lose tonight, then I could see that because then it's like, oh, they probably might not think they can catch the Jazz anyway. So I can see them be, but if we win and it's like, we have a nice little win streak going, I don't know how much liberty they'll take of like. Well, um, the, the only reason why I say that is, is I think he'll play against the teams I think we're going to lose to or that we got a chance, but, like, he's not playing against Detroit. He's not playing against... Well, I, yeah, I doubt he's going to play against Detroit. He's, but. Not, <laughs> he's not playing against Portland. Um, we got some really bad teams after tonight, and I just I think they're going to send him for, like, half of them, and I think we'll win. I don't think they'll have a bearing, but I think he'll obviously play against Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll play against Cleveland. Uh, I said he wasn't last week, but I think he'll play that game. Okay, that's fair. Um, just because uh, it, it, I don't. I think if Utah win or lose today, they're not gonna. They're not gonna keep losing either. And I think we'll need to keep our head above water. But I think we can be. Yeah, he gonna play against the Lakers. All right, I'm. I was wrong because I guess he's gonna play against the Lakers. He's gonna play against Cleveland. He's definitely gonna play against KP. Oh yeah. So 
He, yeah, he's only going to miss Detroit. He might miss the last three games of the season, depending on how it's looking. That's okay. Those are the only ones I can see him missing because he playing the rest of these. Um, did you have anything else you want to get off the tape? I'll try to get up out of here reason, a reasonable time today. Yes. Nope, that was, that was it. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one part of the of the tag team, Dwight at 517-2214. This is joined, as I always am, by the brains of the operation, the American Breakfast Slanderer, SJ at SJ Basketball 8. Thank y'all for listening, and we will holler at y'all hopefully next week. Uh, I actually have to work for money next week, so I don't want to make any promises on my availability, but we should be able to work it out. So uh, hopefully we talk to y'all again next week, maybe delayed a week or two, uh, I'm sorry, a day or two, but we'll figure it out one way or another. We will holler at y'all. Peace.